Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. So yesterday, we met Bryce. He had a real hard beginning, uh, very lonely. I think that was the thing that related me to Bryce the most, is I was a lonely kid, especially in middle school. But we are introduced to, through him, to a teacher named Jason, who invited Bryce to a ministry, Campus Life. Yeah, what an awesome guy. Yeah, and so today we're going to pick up and see how that invitation actually changed the direction of Bryce's life, and then also how a church makes that their mission. Oh, yeah, and I don't know, you probably don't remember, Kara, but both of us, we were talking somewhere, and both of us mentioned our pet peeve was there were so many people around us uh, when we were non-believers who never took the time to share their faith or, you know, if they were really that concerned that we were going to hell, why didn't they they tell us? And it just illustrates how one person, this Jason guy, really made a difference in someone's life. Yeah, he was living it. He was living it, and it wasn't a show. It's authentic faith, and it's awesome, and we're going to hear about it. You start at Campus Life, but there was, was there a point where all of a sudden you were like, I'm all in for Jesus? Yeah, so that wasn't until I went to camp. How long a period of time is this? So you're going to Campus Life for about how long before you get involved in this camp? I went to Campus Life for about two or three months or something, so nearing up on summer, and then they start talking about this camp over the summer. So I had I had checked it out for almost about a year by this point. So they start talking about this camp in Texas. It's going to be fantastic, you know, like jetpacks, water skis, Jesus himself walking on water. This is what it sounded like to me. Like to <laughs> right. me, I, it sounded like the place to be. And I was just kind of tuning out. I was like, well, that sucks. Like, of course, that'd be really nice if we were a rich family, I could go. 500 bucks, I don't have that. Jason pulled me aside after and he said, hey, I know that you'd probably be interested in going to this camp, but it's just going to be a lot of flashy stuff. It's going to be really fun with a little bit of Jesus mixed in. He said, you seem to be a little bit more focused on the spiritual stuff we do each night. You seem to be engaged and answering questions and stuff. He said, so I have this other camp that I direct in Iowa. He said, it's only 70 bucks instead of 500. And he said, we can also do like a fundraising thing for you to fundraise money for your application to go. I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I don't know why I would ever want to go to Iowa, but <laughs> if you direct it, I said, you're a cool guy. I trust you. If you think this is where I need to be, then I'll, I'll, I'll put my faith in that. You know, I'll believe that because you know what you're doing. So I said, sure, let's go for it. So I was fundraising, helping fundraise money I, or I, I like would show up to some events. Basically, I would help set up campus life each night and that was part of it. And that's really where my faith started was at camp. So I had a lot of like trickles and trinklings leading me into it. And then I remember pulling into this camp in Iowa in the dead middle of the summer with no AC anywhere. And I remember driving and looking at these couple cabins and a volleyball court and thinking, this place looks terrible. <laughs> like this looks so awful here. Like I will not have any fun here at all. So 
I go to this camp and I'm just like blown away. Like these people I've never met, these people who don't know anything about me. I'm some random non-Christian kid from the middle of Nebraska that didn't grow up in any family circles and knows no one. Um, Everybody reached out to me. Everybody was talking to me. I'm usually pretty extroverted and pretty outgoing, but when I'm the only single person among like 80 campers and staff, (laughs) like I'm, I was like taking it easy, but people kept reaching out. They kept talking to me and saying like, oh, what's going on? Like they wanted to know everything about me. And I was like, this is so weird. Like why? <laughs> Why do you care? It was something that caught me by surprise, a sneak attack, if you will, um, really broke me down and wore down my walls. And then I just like felt, I just felt like weight off my shoulders. I felt open and relieved to like whatever was happening. And there was one night it was like halfway through the camp. It, we were having a campfire. We were out singing a bunch of songs. And like one of these guys, he came over and like put his arm around me, like at the campfire. Cause he could tell, like, I was like trying to figure out what was going on. And I just like broke down and started crying. And I remember just like singing songs I didn't know the words to, (laughs) like trying to sing along and crying. I didn't know any of the words. I didn't know any songs. I'd never heard them. And so I, after that night, Jason pulled me aside and he said, Hey man, like you want to talk? Like what's going on? And we sat inside the trophy room and he really talked to me about like what Christianity is and like showed me in the way that I was living my life that what I was trying to do every day is basically reflective of what Christianity is and I can take it even further. And so that was my first, my first like, oh, okay. So by 3 a.m. after we talked for several hours, I was like, I think I wanna do this. Like, I think this is what I wanna do. And so I remember praying, like really praying for pretty much the first time and just thinking like, he prayed for me a lot, I prayed. And I was like, this is weird. (laughs) And then the rest of camp was just an eye-opening experience. It was like, I felt, I don't know, I felt like God was probably there. I felt like he was there, had his hand on me, touched me in some way because it was like emotional. You see all these people singing and worshiping and doing this stuff. It's totally weird. <laughs> it is. When, it's you, like... when you get that introduction to Jesus and you really understand, all of a sudden you look around and you're like, they are my family. Yeah. And they're weird. And as the Cole family would say, they're wonderful. Yep. I was, see, I was very introverted. Hmm. It was really weird for me to, I really just fell in love with people. Once hmm. Jesus came into my heart, I just love people. And, and what, that's what's so exciting to me about heaven is the, all these people are going to be there. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be like. Like there's no crap. Yep. It's just <laughs> awesome people who all love the Lord. And I just think that's really cool. So, like I said, I'm glad you're saved. And in that moment, you accept Jesus into your heart. And then what happens at home with your family? Because do they think this is crazy? My mom was working like over 100 hours every week. So I, she would like get up at like 5.30. She would leave the house at like 6. And so I'd be at high school every day at 6.30, an hour and a half before school started because she had to drive half an hour back to be at work at 7. And then she'd get home sometimes like 11.30. So our relationship suffered a lot. We had a lot of problems in our relationship. I had a lot of resentment, some stuff that I still haven't worked through to this day. Um, Our relationship has never been back to where it was originally. So I'd say I know she loves me and I love her. We're at the best place we've been since middle school. (laughs) But going back home, Jason talked to me about, he said, he said, hey, I know that you're like really interested in this community here. I know that you've really liked it. I know this doesn't really exist at Lincoln High in the way that you want it to yet. 
but he told me that Heartlands Church is where he went. He said, I think that Heartlands is the church I go to. They have a community that's going to be the closest thing that you can find to this community here. Um, a lot of people really dedicated to following God, worshiping God, and like taking it seriously. And so he said, if you want, when we get back, you can go with me to that each every Sunday. And I was like, yes, yeah, 100%. Like, that's awesome. Like, I got to go. Because what am I going to do in three days when this community dies out and I don't like, and I have to go back to my regular life and fall back into my rut of suck. <laughs> so I went back home and what I would do is I would get a ride to his house and I slept on his couch on Saturday nights so he could wake me up to take me to church in the morning. So <laughs> that was, it's really interesting looking back and thinking like, yeah, and in, in high school, I just slept on some dude's couch every Saturday and he took me to church in the morning. Like he was working so hard for my faith that like I'll never be able to repay him for that. So so I started going to Heartlands and it was really cool because totally broke my normal, like it was a full paradigm shift of what I would have thought church was like, cause they didn't meet in a church building. They met in a gym of like a Christian high school. And so <clears throat> I was like, this is church. Like, can it be church if there's not like a pointy top and a cross, you know? <laughs> like, is it, it doesn't have a steeple. It was like my first week I met this guy named Brett and uh, he was wearing this like Honolulu shirt. And I was like, dude, that's a really cool shirt. Like, that's super cool. Like, nice to meet you. Just making conversation. He's like, thanks, man. You know, didn't think anything of it. The next week I came back to church and he had washed it and folded it. And he gave me the shirt literally off his back. He was like, hey, man, you said you liked this last week so you can have it. And I was like, yeah, I had he a remembered you. Yeah, I had a single conversation with this guy for like half a minute at the beginning of church. And I never saw him again till the next week. And so the next week he came back, sought me out and gave it to me. And I was like who is that? Like, who, who are these people? And so that was like really like emotionally awesome for me. It was like the first time where it was like that shirt that he gave me, although he probably got it for 15 or 20 bucks was the nicest shirt I owned, like in my collection of Walmart tees that were stiff and cardboard. Like, so it was just so much. It was like, how, how could he give this away? This is like the nicest thing I own. Like, how do you just give it away to me for free? So, so that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, I started, I started diving in, really started to take hold of like, these people are here because they're focused on something more important. Like this God that I've been looking for, this Christianity that I've been looking for. I'm just trying to live my life and be as nice to people as I can, because I know how much it sucks when people suck to you. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to yeah. spread any more like hatred in the world. So Christianity really lined up with who I wanted to be. So it was easy for me to adopt it just because of the path that I had been led to it. They approached you and you didn't feel like a project. No. Right? No, yeah. I, ne I never did. I never I never felt like anybody was like having pity on me. I never felt like anybody was like looking down on me or like, you know, or anything like that. I always just felt like <laughs> felt like I was hanging out with some cool people who like cared about me for me and then when I showed interest in something specifically they would take me to the place they'd been if that makes sense making the transition myself from not being a Christian to being a Christian something I've learned more than anything is that if you want to be a solid rock and foundation in someone's life every single time you meet with them it cannot be like uh sitting down like directly talking about Christianity or things like that because it's just gonna that's all you're gonna be to them if that makes sense the key that makes perfect sense yeah, yeah the key for me what I realized is that like you have to be a human being. You have to be someone who actually cares about them. That needs to be first and foremost is the relationship you're building with them has to be solid because 
you have something that you're focused on because you're focused on God. And so if I am like really strong in my faith and I like believe in God and I'm on fire for Christianity and things like that, I'm going to, for me at least, I'm genuinely a happier person. You can tell there's something I'm working for that isn't what's going on out in the world. So people like when I worked at the college, especially, they're like, why are you so happy all the time? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what do you, what do you have to be happy about? And it was cool because I could be like, well, like I have something else I'm focused on, you know, like I don't have to worry about this thing or this thing because I know that I'm covered and no matter what happens, I can put my faith and trust in God because ultimately, even if I hate what's going on, I know that he has a better plan than I could ever have. So you see the importance then in evangelism because of what Jesus did for you and how you were approached. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, like, obviously... I don't think that works carbon copy for everybody. Some people really do just are earnestly looking for a constant connection of faith and spirituality. And like every single time you get together, maybe they do want to read the Bible and learn about God. And that's fine. That's totally, that's, I believe that's good too. I just think, um, I think it's better just to kind of figure out where you're at first and then go from there. So... So one person can make a difference. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. One ministry can make a difference. Yep. Yep. Your church can make a difference. Yep. And the rest of the story is tomorrow. Yeah. And the big question is, for anyone listening, how can you make a difference? Fields of Grace, the latest book by Kara Whitney, shares down-to-earth stories about how ordinary people can share their faith in extraordinary ways. Find the link for Fields of Grace in today's description.